Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've been covering and uncovering what's been happening across St. Louis today, and so let's get into it in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Tuesday, August 29th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. Right now, St. Louis police only have three dispatchers for the entire afternoon to run radios for six districts. And it's not the first, second, or even third time that this has happened. We get the details from KMOX's Maria Kina. KMOX told you about this a few weekends ago. A Saturday afternoon watch and only three dispatchers. St. Louis Police Association Joe Steiger says, unfortunately, this is happening a lot. They're extremely short up there in the, in the dispatcher office and they're having uh, a hard time covering the watches so it's 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 extremely stressful for the dispatchers it's it's obviously dangerous for the police officers officers are told in this inter-police department memo not to self-initiate any calls do not call communications and if they need help they should utilize their emergency buttons maria kina camo x news 45 members of missouri's task force one are headed to florida to help with hurricane adelia green county assistant fire chief gail blomenkamp says they train here at home for this kind of deployment when the uh, water's 10 foot deep in a in a subdivision it doesn't matter how it really got there it's just there so we we have um, training opportunities that we can we can do flooded flooded training and we do river training so we can do moving water, we can do swift water, we can do static water. The task force team is in Pensacola and will be deployed from there for up to two weeks. Camp says they regularly work hurricane duty as one of the nearest rapid response teams. Jennings City Government is at a standstill after last night's council meeting could not officially be held. After skipping the Monday evening meeting and putting a potential vote of no confidence in the mayor on hold, Councilman Terry Wilson says he believes he can still work with Mayor Gary Johnson. I would love to work with the mayor, whoever's the mayor, whether it's John Last week, Wilson and four other council members signed a letter of no confidence and all five no-showed Monday's meeting. The letter's motivation stems from what they describe as an unauthorized abuse of power that has led to resignations. Councilman Alan Stitchnote, who also signed the letter, says the next step would be a special meeting of the council. Sean Malone, KMOX News. St. Louis County has reported its first human case of West Nile this fall. The health department says neighboring jurisdictions have also reported cases and they had a blood donation test positive for West Nile. The disease is usually transmitted to people by the bite of an infected mosquito. An update on the Lincoln County Sheriff's deputy shot by a shotgun. The deputy's been released from the hospital after a very close call. During surgery, doctors found remnants of a buckshot in Robert Wagner's body. He was shot during a domestic disturbance call last Thursday when a man opened fire as he and other officers approached a home on Creech School Road in Troy. The SWAT team later found the suspect dead after he set fire to his home and car. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. Greater St. Louis Inc., over 160 businesses and civic leaders across the region urging the St. Louis County Council to support Boeing's expansion project. The council mulling over a 50% tax abatement for 10 years on the $1.8 billion expansion near the airport. Councilman Ernie Trakas on the fence and asked Boeing's Randall Gelser. If this bonding doesn't go through for you, are you threatening to leave St. Louis? or take these, this project somewhere else? And I'd like a straight answer, please. Yes, sir. No, great question. And I, I would say that St. Louis is the preferred solution. Absolutely. Um, this is what we want. If 
if it doesn't happen, it makes us less competitive. Greater St. Louis's Jason Hall says Boeing's expansion project would not only bring critical investment and new jobs, it would also strengthen our advanced manufacturing sector and ensure the competitiveness of Boeing St. Louis for decades to come. Vivek Ramaswamy ro- relocates a canceled fundraiser. A private fundraiser was supposed to take place Wednesday night for GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy at Olive and Oak, but the Webster Groves restaurant pulled the plug on it. If the goal of the establishment was to cancel Vivek and cancel this fundraiser, um, you know, the mission was not accomplished. Campaign spokesperson Stefan Mihailu tells KMOX the ticket to the private dinner originally promised a phone call with the candidate for $3,300, but now... Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy will be in attendance. And we look forward to a huge fundraiser. And that will be at an undisclosed location. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Governor Mike Parson is showing off a new tattoo. It features the shape of the state of Missouri with a lightning bolt and the number 57 inside. The lightning bolt's a little bit of an Elvis Presley take, taking care of business. Uh, In my terms, as fast as you can. And in the state of Missouri, it's just a love for this state that I've had and have forever. And then my granddaughter drew it for me. The governor tells 97.1 the 57 refers to him being the 57th Missouri governor, winning by 57% and the Chiefs winning Super Bowl 57. The fresh ink is on his right inside forearm. The KMOX business desk activists are asking the state to pull the accreditation from a small North St. Louis health care facility because of its name. The Change the Name Coalition sent a letter to the Department of Health and Senior Services saying they don't object to the three-bed facility on North Jefferson, but rather the fact it's called the Homer G. Phillips Memorial Hospital. The letter states a federal lawsuit set for trial in January claims trademark infringement, and such a small facility does not adequately honor Mr. Phillips. For that, the small hospital should be decertified. The African-American attorney's name was originally attached to a massive 728-bed hospital that served St. Louis from the 1930s to 1979. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. As the news continues on KMOX, Missouri's Task Force 1 is in Pensacola, Florida, awaiting deployment as Hurricane Adelia approaches. Boone County Assistant Fire Chief Gail Blomenkamp says this is a familiar assignment, having gone to the Gulf Coast most every year. We could be doing water rescues. We could be um, pulling people from flooded cars or flooded rooftops. We could be doing, um, you know, humanitarian-type searches. We could be doing wide area searches. He says the 45 task force team members expect to be deployed for about two weeks. We'd just like to say thank you to the families and also to the employers of these members because without their support, um, these men and women would not be able to go and do the things that they do without that support. As another recent hurricane duty deployments, Task Force One is expected to conduct water searches and rescues, something they train for back home in Missouri. St. Louis's Red Cross has already deployed 12 volunteers to Florida in anticipate of the hurricane. The Red Cross's Sharon West says the idea is to be on the ground and be ready. These individuals are primarily focused on sheltering. Of course, that's the big priority whenever these types of situations are coming. And so we'll have individuals there who will be helping with setting up the shelters, making sure there's cots and water and food available to individuals as they need to evacuate. West says some volunteers left today and some have had flight delays because of cancellations in Florida. KMOX goes in-depth. Well, it's starting to become normal operation for the St. Louis Police Department to only have three dispatchers on duty for all six districts. This is the second time now within a month that this has come out from the police department. We will have three district dispatchers patched together for the duration of the afternoon shift, 1430 to 2230. Tell me about this, what's happening. Yeah, so it's this isn't an uncommon situation, unfortunately. Now we've seen this 
is happening more and more often. They're extremely short up there in the in the dispatcher's office, and they're having uh, a hard time covering in the watches. So it's 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 extremely stressful for the dispatchers. It's it's obviously dangerous for the police officers, and certainly it's an issue for the citizens who are waiting for service from the police. One of the things that this says: if you have an emergency and cannot get on the air, utilize your emergency buttons. How much at risk does that put the officer? Well, that's the issue. So it, it, the way the, the radio system works, you can't speak while someone else is speaking. So the only way to get the dispatcher's attention is by hitting your emergency button, and then she'll be able to recognize you as the, as the person who's in need of aid. So, yeah, it's, it can be very dangerous depending on the situation, certainly. We've been hearing about now is St. Charles County has decided to bring in traveling dispatchers, essentially, from other areas. Is this something that the city has looked at? I have not heard that from the city. Look, we were just able to sit down and get a uh, pay increase done for them. We were able to negotiate a uh, pay increase for the dispatchers. I think that's a, a, a good step in the right direction. They need to do a lot better job of recruiting, and they have to get some more help in there. I, I don't know if that's an option for them, but I have not heard that. Have you heard anything about people applying? Because what we've heard is people apply, but then it just kind of stalls. Nothing else happens. Yes, and and it's not just with the dispatchers. It seems like the, under this policy where everything goes through the city human resources, it seems like it is kind of getting more bogged down than it used to. Um, when, you know, 10 years ago we were still under state control, it seemed like things moved a lot quicker. Uh, it was a lot more streamlined, and it seems like it's it's getting a little bit more hung up with the city process. I know that's been an issue with the airport police, and uh, there's been an issue with that with the, the commission police officers also. If the pay's gone up and people are starting to apply for it, and with as dire as the situation is, you would think that they'd start putting them in right away to get training. Yeah, it, it really needs to be a priority for them, not just the, the commission officers, but for the, the, the dispatchers. It needs to be a priority for the city. Is this the same thing tonight with that came out a couple of weeks ago that you don't initiate any calls on your own? Yes, it's the similar that, that we've seen here, not just a couple of weeks ago. We've seen it multiple times in the past year. Um, so it, it's becoming, too often it's becoming an issue. Joe, when citizens hear this that live in the city, what what should they be concerned about at this point? Well, I'm sure they're concerned about how quick they're going to be able to get a police officer out to assist them. If the dispatcher's that shorthanded, um, you know, they're patching them between multiple districts. These districts, when they switched from nine to six districts, they became much larger, and you have a much smaller police uh, force that are handling greater areas. So it's certainly going to cut down on the amount of time. Excuse me. It's certainly going to. Uh, extend the time it takes for these officers to respond to call. That's what what people are concerned about, and we've already we already know about the delays with nine one one being answered. Right, and that's again due to shortages that they have, and then you know they have to prioritize prioritize calls. Um, they're prioritizing calls depending on if there's still a suspect on scene, and uh, you know if there's a dangerous situation. So those calls that are important, but maybe don't uh, get the same kind of a, a, uh, of attention as they should with a full force. Joe, thank you for talking with us. Great. Thanks very much for your time. All right. You take care of yourself. Maria Kina in depth with St. Louis Police Association business manager Joe Steiger. I'm Michael Calhoun. You can stay up to date by subscribing to St. Louis All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>